y'all not going to get cheated too bad. We've already had a good program. <laughs> Brother Gary and Brother Heath and Ernest, they've, they've done well. <laughs> well, I'm going to start by saying I'm going to give you a little background on my, as a child. I was raised in a Christian home. My parents were both Christians. I was a happy child. I had some discipline and a little thing like that, but <laughs> I was happy. Well, all my grandparents were children, were Christians. I went to a two-room school. Both teachers were Christians. One of them taught Sunday school for many, many years, and the other one going to church on Sunday morning, you could have set your watch by her. I don't know if she did or didn't preach, didn't teach, but you can see I grew up in a protected environment. So I'll start when I was 13. When I was 13, this church, now I'll have you know, I can remember going to this church before I ever went to school. So I've had a long a few days. <laughs> anyway, uh, when I was 13, this church was having a two-week revival, the first two weeks in August. And when we had revivals, there was vacation Bible school. We'd come each day two hours in the morning. The first hour was scripture reading, memory verses, whatever the leader chose. The second hour was crafts, games, or what have you. So then we'd come back that night for uh, revival services. Well, the first night we come in here, and I'd revivals, I was no stranger to revivals. And they uh, started uh, singing. I pretended to sing with them. Not a good singer, but <laughs> I didn't know that till later years. But, <laughs> but, but anyway, the first night it was all just routine. A couple hymns, the preacher preached, had our invitation, and we all went home. The next night we come in. And uh, they started to singing. Well, I noticed that the hymns had a message. Well, I already knew that, but for some reason that night I took note to that. Well, then the preacher started preaching, and I always give the preacher my attention. That night he started preaching, and for some reason, I began to understand what he was saying. Well, I thought about it. They give the invitation him. I went home all day the next day, I thought. I knew what I needed to do. It was no strange thing to me. I knew. Well, that night I come back, the third night we come back, Instead of playing around outside the other 10, 12, 15-year-old boys, 
I come in and got my seat next to the aisle. We had two aisles then, like this. And the pews went against the wall, so you had to come out this way. So I got next to the aisle. Well, started singing hymns, just as always, had a message. Then the preacher started preaching. We had a house full of that night. This church was full. But he wasn't preaching to them. He preached direct to me. I sat there and listened. And I knew, so about middle ways, I decided this is going to be the night. So when they started the invitation hymn, I stepped out immediately, walked forward. Preacher took my hand, and for some reason, I don't know why, I have not been able to come up with the name of the preacher. <laughs> He's a good preacher. I like him. Come to church regularly. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> and uh, he took my hand, asked me some questions. I don't remember the questions, but I evidently answered them right. <laughs> I sat down. He had me to sit down on the front pew here. They continued the invitation, and there was two more people came that night. One of them I don't remember, but the other one I remember well. My sister, Clara Harris. She accepted Christ that same time. Neither of us had discussed this, but it happened. Well, the revival went on, ended on a Sunday morning. Well, they canceled Sunday evening services and told us to be out here on 15, Burnham Adams Farm. He had a pond he gave us permission to use for baptism. We got out there that afternoon. I don't remember the time. The water was clear. There was no cattle running in the field. And uh, the members came to witness the baptism, stood over here in the shade of the trees, we was up here, the water was, the pond was in the sun. It was good and warm being the second week of August, right? It was warm. But he started to baptize, and I don't remember when, but he took me by the hand and led me into the water. He baptized me, and I think he put me to the bottom. <laughs> anyway, I finally come up, and when I stood upright and straight, that was one of the happiest times of my life. It was just as if a weight had been lifted from my shoulders. Well, for the next five years, I was in church regular. We had church bus at that time. And uh, I came every Sunday morning, every Sunday night. I came regular. I was going to leave this out, but I'm going to try to put it in. It might not work so good. <laughs> but uh, in 1945, Alfred Smith moved his family from Little Sankin, Lee County, Kentucky. Now, I'm sure, like you all, know, probably don't never heard of it before. Just uh, anyway, all fields. He moved his family 
to Millernot Road where my grandfather had lived. Well, they started coming to church here. A little later on, there was another lady showed up. And uh, she had stayed behind to graduate her junior year, to, to complete her junior year before she came down. Well, she was on the bus. <laughs> uh, she had a friend sitting by her. Well, they got off, and so I eased up, and I said, May I sit by you? Yes. I introduced myself. So she said, I'm Lois Smith. My friends call me Pat. I thought, That sounds all right. <laughs> so we went on, and the whole... The next week, why, I guess who was in my mind? <laughs> she was 17 years old. I was 17 years old. So the next week, we were on the bus, both of us. I saved the seat. <laughs> Would you sit by me? Yes, I believe I will. So we came on down here. She went to her Sunday school class. I went to mine. But that night when I got back on that bus, I had a seat again. <laughs> we uh, went on, my, what the conversation was, no telling. <laughs> but I was getting close for her to get off. I says, would you like to go to the show with me Tuesday night? Yeah. I says, okay, I'll pick you up at 6 o'clock. I was there at 6. <laughs> but, uh, so we dated, went on. Now, I'll finish that, that night up. We went to the show, and by the way, if y'all wondered what a show was, you'd call it a theater today. We call them shows. <laughs> anyway, we come in that night. I walked her to the house. I come back to the car, on the way back to the car, I says to myself, thinking to myself, this is the lady I'm going to marry. Didn't know her no more than what I've just told you here. So we went to the show. I, we, I went on home, and before I left, I asked her would she like to go to the show Saturday night. My dad says you can have the car two nights a week, <laughs> provided you put the gasoline in. <laughs> and I was working for dad. I was at home still helping my family. So we went show and whatnot. We dated for a while. Well, Uncle Sam put an end to that. I was 18 years old, and he says, I need you. So I was drafted, but on February the 5th, on February the 6th, 1946, I was to report at the Clark County Courthouse at 6 o'clock that morning. Well, February the 5th, I had one more date. I, uh, that day we weren't working much, and I slipped off downtown. And I bought a wedding band 
and engagement ring. That night, I come back out to pick her up. We were talking. I asked her to marry me. She says, yes, I will. I put that ring on her finger, knowing we I wouldn't see her again for a while. But I went on the service, and you people that knows I was, boy, it was un... I just had no idea what was ahead of me. I'd had a sheltered life, been in church all my life, but I made out. Our first payday, that night we come into the mess hall, always on the tail of the line, you know, I'm shorting one thing to another, but anyway. Uh, I went, we went to Mass, and they all eat before I did, and went to the barracks, I thought. I walked in the barracks, and there was one man in that barracks. I said, what's going on? All said, they're gone to town. It was payday. I said, they've gone to town. And sure enough, they had. Well, I wrote a couple letters, something come bedtime, I went to bed. About the time I got to sleep, they come home, <laughs> helping each other walk. Some of them couldn't walk and had to have help and one thing and another. Now, because of that decision when I was 13 years old, because I was a Christian and a background in church, I did not go to town. Had I not done that, I don't know what would happen. I'm glad I, it worked out that way, but it was a blessing to me. Well, after six months, I uh, I got a furlough, <laughs> and I uh, come home, had a place they pass also, so I got home about the time the furlough started, caught two days and a half or something traveling from Texas to, to Winchester. Well, I got here on the weekend. Of course, first place I went, y'all know where that was. The <laughs> uh, first place I went, I went home, said hi to Mom, and borrowed the car. <laughs> and I headed out, and of course, I come out. And we knew, no one else knew, but we knew that we were going to get married. come to church that night all weekend because it was the first two weeks in August and they were having a revival at this church. Now, from the time we met, or probably a little before, the youth choir was right over here. The adult choir was right over here. And she and I sang in that youth choir until I went to service. She kept up. And by the way, she could sing. She had had some lessons, knew something about it, you know. But we come on when I come in, and we took her place in the choir. Well, when Monday come, we went and got our blood test. We fooled around.
finally got the paperwork on it about three o'clock in the afternoon. We went to, I, I don't know, might not hard to tell this, but I got it started, I will. <laughs> we uh, went to the clerk's office, went in there, I was in class A uniform, she was diked out. Asked what I, they could do for me, and I told them. Looked at her and says, how old are you? She says, 18. How old are you? I'm 18. Well, y'all don't know probably, or a few of you, you had to be 21 before you could buy a marriage license on your own. And he says, well, your parents are going to have to sign. I thought a second. I said, maybe we have our paperwork back, her blood test. Well, we went out the front of the courthouse and started down the street, and I said, do you want to get married tomorrow? Yeah, be all right. Pick you up at 9 o'clock. At 9 o'clock, I picked her up, and we headed for Mount Sterling. You didn't have to have your birth certificate get a marriage license. <laughs> so uh, we went to Mount Sterling, walked in, told them the same thing. They said, how old are you? She says, I'm 21. <laughs> now, they looked at me and I said, I'm 22. <laughs> I was an old man. Well, we got married. I mean, they gave us a license. Then I asked her, I said, would the judge marry us this morning? Let me go see. And she come back and said, follow me. Now, y'all are wondering, having a revival, members of this church, why the preacher didn't marry us. He knew we wasn't 21. <laughs> Don't never think you're ahead of a kid. But anyway, we got married come home. I had got up that morning and eat my breakfast and took the car and left. I didn't borrow it that time. And that didn't sit too good at home. <laughs> but uh, after we got married, we walked across the street in a restaurant and for our, our uh, wedding dinner, we had a hamburger, a bag of potato chips, and a cocoa. <laughs> So we come on home, and I took her home to pick up her some clothes. I dropped her off. I went over and helped my dad top a little tobacco. I hadn't visited with him any. You know, I, I had a 15-day furlough, and I had to leave out of here again. So I was covering a lot of ground. <laughs> well, we went to church that night. On my wedding night, I was right over here in the choir. a good service, and Brother Philip Rogerson, I know Malcolm knows him well, he married, um, oh, he didn't, the judge married me, <laughs> he was the pastor, they preached, he had a good service that night, and he dismissed the service with the prior, as, as we always do. Then he says, oh, wait. He says, there's an announcement I intended to make. It says, meet Mr. and Mrs. Oscar Jones. 
Here we was, come in here and sit in that choir and sing and everything else, thinking nobody knew us. <laughs> but my mother-in-law had rode the bus, and they come in here ahead of us, and I don't know how they kept it so quiet, but they did. But she told them. So that's kind of story there. But I went back to camp, and uh, it was uh, about 15 of us on, vac on furlough all at the same time, all of us about the same age. They were sitting around telling their big stories, what all they done while they was on, on furlough. He looked over at me and said, you haven't said anything. I said, no. He said, what would you do? I said, I got married. They said, huh? <laughs> well, that was good enough for that. Well, what did you do for fun? Now, don't be thinking. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I said, well, we went to church. said, what? <laughs> you know, like it's an awful thing to do. Well, I'm glad that I had accepted Christ. I went there. I made that decision at the age of 13. And God was good to me. He gave me a wife. I, I, n I never, did I tell you how she come to be in Clark County? She came from Little Sinkin, Lee County, Kentucky. I say there's very few know where that's at. And that was about 65 miles from here. So I would have never met Lois if Chris Smith had not moved to Clark County because there had been no way. I didn't know there was a Lee County. I didn't know she existed. We made comparisons after we married. It about the same time, that I accepted Christ here. She accepted Christ in Lee County. She was a came here as a Presbyterian. And I know I've give, said all the time that God brought her to Clark County for me. That marriage lasted 67 years, 9 months, and 28 days. It was a good marriage. We were well blessed. But then she passed. So I fast forward to June the 15th, 2014. We hadn't been in church for quite a while because of her health. Well, I got up June the 15th, 2014, and it was very important to me that I come to church that day. And the reason it was important to me because I made that decision when I was 13 years old. I came to church, didn't come to Sunday school. Well, went through the service, and after service over, Brother Dolan introduced himself to me and said, come a little early next week and join us in Sunday school. I didn't promise him I would or I wouldn't. Well, the next week I did. I 
come early. I was sitting downstairs. And Carolyn, as you all, all know her, she came in the door. Most of the people I was acquainted with, but very few people I knew. Ernest there, I knew Ernest. We'd been around a few days together. Malcolm over here, some of these, but she stopped. We, Carolyn and I was acquainted. She sang the choir, and we'd be here at church, you know, and stuff. And she encouraged me to make it a regular thing. She says, come regular. Well, as most of you know, I've been here fairly regular. That decision that I made to accept Christ as my Lord and Savior has me standing here today. Now, if anyone's here and hasn't accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, I don't understand what you're waiting on. I just don't understand. It's one of the happiest times of your life. He doesn't promise you no flower garden or nothing like that but he will never desert you. So, think about it. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow we'll never, we may not have. We don't know. We don't have the promise of tomorrow. So don't leave without accepting Christ as your Savior. God loves you. I love you.